Who are you if you can't remember who you are? Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Anthology, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. I'm your host, Matt Hurt, and if this is your first time listening, Anthology is a podcast where I review The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology series. However, in this bonus episode series, I am reviewing uh, Amazon Prime's new sci-fi anthology series, Solos, which was created by David Weil. Um... So, for archives of all of my episodes, you can visit AnthologyPod.com. You can also like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AnthologyPod, and follow me on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. And, as I did last time, um, I do have a little spiel for my Patreon pitch. I do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer where you can get a ton of new or a ton of exclusive content, unreleased content film commentary tracks, TV reviews, B-roll episodes, all kinds of stuff. So I do have a little spiel here. So here we go. Um, This is so dumb. Um, Okay. Are you in the market for more content from the obsessive viewer and our related podcasts, anthology and tower junkies? You're in luck. Due to a government stimulus check and an overbearing fear of the outside world thanks to a global pandemic, Obsessive Viewer Podcasts is overstocked with Patreon content. Come on down to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer and take advantage of our deals on hundreds of extra content. We've got over 130 B-roll episodes at only $1 per month, TV reviews at $2 per month, full-length movie commentary tracks at $5 per month, and early access to full episodes plus unreleased and exclusive content at $10 per month. At these prices we're practically giving this stuff away just head on down to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer to sign up again that website is patreon.com slash obsessive viewer sign up today and tell them pizza pizza sent you um sorry pizza for messing up your name there um anyway so uh yeah patreon.com slash obsessive viewer tons of exclusive content really dumb stuff like that and uh all the money that i make on there goes toward the paid and the fees to keep the podcast running i do say that however um, I'm super excited about this because the, I'm actually, instead of using the Patreon, uh, money these last two months toward the fees, um, I'm actually saving that. I'm going to get a new microphone for the mobile setup with that. So when film festivals come back, I'm going to have a full mobile setup that is much, uh, it's more robust than, than what I've had before. Um, so I'll be able to use that there and then uh, super excited about that. So yeah, patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. Um, yeah, there's tons of stuff there. So today on the show, I am concluding my seven part bonus episode series for the new sci-fi anthology series solos, which premiered all of its episodes on May 21st, 2021 on prime video. And I'm very excited about this because I am actually, I actually did it. Um, <laughs> I actually did the thing that I set out to do. Um, I'm recording this at 1.30 a.m. May 21st, and uh, actually, probably by the time that I finish this recording, or maybe an hour after I finish recording this, um, Solos is going to be available on Amazon Prime. Like, that's when the premiere is going to be and everything. I was fortunate enough to get advanced screeners of it, so I set out to um, record my reviews in a vacuum 
um, before the show released. So that way I could have all of the episodes scheduled on the feed to go out week to week. Every Tuesday I have reviewed or I've uh, released these episodes on the main feed. But more uh more ambitious of me um uh on may 21st 2021 so here in a few hours from when i'm recording this i am posting all seven of these episodes on patreon for the ten dollar uh patreon supporters and i'm super excited because i actually i did it i actually (laughs) um pulled it off um and everything which is crazy because like Last week, I only had two episodes left or three episodes left to review last weekend, but last weekend I literally had no free time. Like I, cause I was a, um, juror on the, um, uh, indie film fest here. So I had 10 short films and five feature films to watch all in one weekend. And I literally, like, I could not spare any time to sit down and watch solos and record reviews of solos. So anyway, Super happy, super excited that I was able to pull this off, and um, I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I'm hoping to do the same thing with Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams, which was on Amazon Prime like three years ago. Um, So I'm hoping that that will have the same thing. I'll have all 10 episodes before, I'll have all 10 episodes recorded and done and ready to go before I post them on the feed. And the day that I post the first episode of my my bonus episode series on Electric Dreams, that same day, all 10 episodes will go on to Patreon at the $10 level. So I'll talk more about that on the main feed, but I'm looking at maybe the first week of August for that to happen. Um, don't hold me to that, but we'll see. So, okay. In this episode... In this bonus episode of Anthology, I am going to be reviewing Stuart, the seventh and final episode of Solos Season 1. I don't know if it's coming back for Season 2 or what, but I don't know. Um, But this episode stars Morgan Freeman as Stuart and Dan Stevens as Otto in the show's only episode to primarily feature two on-screen actors. Uh, So that's pretty interesting. So... As I've said before, in my review, I'm going to be spoiling the entire episode and by contrast or by extension, the entire series of Solos Season 1. So make sure you watch it before listening to the show. And I know I say that every episode and I assume that everyone does that, like they watch the episode before listening to my review. But I do want to mention really quickly and more specifically and more harshly, definitely don't let this episode get spoiled for you because there are some really interesting things in this episode that would benefit from watching the entire series on your own without being spoiled and then watching this episode. So that's my warning. Um, Take it or leave it. But here we go with my talent rundown of Stuart, the final episode of Solos season one on Amazon Prime. So as I said, it stars Morgan Freeman as Stuart and just another uh, quick marketing or advertising thing. But I recently did a commentary track on Patreon for the $5 and above tiers for the movie Seven, which obviously features Morgan Freeman. Um, And then later this year, I'm going to do one for the Shawshank Redemption, I'm sure. Um, So Morgan Freeman is an institution. He's incredible. He is. Everyone knows Morgan Freeman. He's he's fantastic. And uh, just to run down a few of his science fiction credits, though, um, as they are more pertinent to this up to the to this podcast and everything. Um. 
he was I didn't I don't think I knew this about him, but he was actually in an episode of the 1980s Twilight Zone called Dealer's Choice. So that's pretty cool. And he was also in Deep Impact. He was in the <laughs> he was in the Stephen King adaptation Dreamcatcher, um, which shout out to to my other podcast Tower Junkies, um, which we at this point are at the point that you're listening to this. This is what this uh, June 27th, 8th, I think. I don't know. Um, I turned 35 on June 26th. Anyway, um, so <laughs> happy birthday to me. Um, now I can run for president. Anyway, so, um, Dreamcatcher, uh, yeah, shout out to Tower Junkies and everything. Um, I don't know where I, what, what I went. Oh, oh, that's what I was saying. So at this point in the main feed and everything that you're listening to this on, if you're listening to this in late June, I'm actually doing, um, episode reviews of, Lisey's story, uh, both on Tower Junkies and um, on Patreon at the $2 level. So Morgan Freeman also served as narrator for Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds remake in, I think it was 2005. Um, and then he also appeared in science fiction movies Oblivion, Transcendence, and Lucy. Um, I've seen Oblivion and Transcendence. I really liked Oblivion. Um, Transcendence was a letdown, and I never saw Lucy. I didn't... I never... Um, I heard really good things about it, but I guess, I don't know, I only used 10% of my brain to not watch. I don't know. That's stupid. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, co-starring in this episode is Dan Stevens as Otto. He's known primarily for his roles in Downton Abbey, and the guest and his science fiction credits include three episodes of the CW's TV show The Tomorrow People, and he also was in a movie in 2016 called Colossal, which starred Solo's own Leia, Anne Hathaway, and I want to mention that Colossal, I haven't seen it, but it is definitely on my radar now because it was directed by Nacho Vigalando, uh, who made the absolutely incredible time travel movie Time Crimes. Um, fantastic. Highly, highly recommend that movie. So yeah. And then Dan Stevens also appeared in Legion on FX and Lucy in the Sky with Natalie Portman. I think I never saw that movie, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so writer for this episode was David Weil, the creator of the show and director was Sam Taylor Johnson, who had, this was her second episode of Solo. She first, uh, um, directed Peg, um, episode three, I believe. Um, so, okay. So talent rundown out of the way. Now let's go to, into my feelings as a viewer on Stuart. And I just have a really brief, like little note here for my overall feelings. Just that I thought that it was a really good way to end the show and a really interesting way to interconnect the episodes and everything. So, um, yeah, those are kind of my overall thoughts. Uh, and let's dig into my actual review of Stuart. Um, it opens with, uh, Morgan Freeman, his voiceover for this one is who are you if you can't remember who you are? And this is a pretty solid bounce back from the kind of, um, disappointing narration that I had with the last, um, episode. But, um, I want to say, and I've said this before, I think on, at some point on a microphone, at some point in my life, I've said this numerous times, but I found this narration line, pretty compelling because it plays into what are my own personal dark fears. <laughs> um, the prospect or the idea of Alzheimer's and dementia and not knowing, 
not knowing, not, not having your mental faculties enough to know who you are or who is around you, not like losing your memory and your sense of self is literally my darkest fear. Like hard stop. Like I'm, that is a horrifying idea to me. Um, and I think part of that is because we spend so much time in our heads and to lose that as it's described in this episode is just a very horrific prospect for me. So anyway, um, so the episode begins with Stuart sitting on a couch on a beach, which I thought was a really interesting visual um, because it is, it, it feels anachronistic. It's a couch um, that doesn't really have um, a, a feng shui um, <laughs> like reason for being on a beach, but it's there. And uh, he's alone. He's completely alone. And you see a, a very elaborate building off in the distance behind him. So that's an interesting kind of setup. That's an interesting um, image to open us up on. So I was kind of, I was interested in this. And then, like, he doesn't say anything, but then it switches to an interior with Otto walking down a hallway. And he's arriving at, uh, I don't remember what they, what the name was of the, of the Institute, but the person on the intercom says, uh, like welcomes him. And he says that he's going to, he's here to see, um, he's here to see a patient in the Alzheimer's ward. And I found this really interesting. And this is like the point where I was like, okay, this is, this, this could be, this is piquing my interest quite a bit because the guy on the intercom says that, um, says that he refers to the Alzheimer's patients as, as solos. And he says that they're not allowed visitors. And I really, really like that, that this entire season, this entire show is called solos. And it has that double meaning as revealed in this episode, because the one meaning is that, you know, it's solo monologue driven, um, stories with a single, mostly single, um, actor at the, at the forefront and everything of each episode, each individual episode, but solos are the name of the Alzheimer's patients in this world. And I thought, I found that just really interesting. And then the guy on the intercom also says that they're meant to stay solos, which I kind of found that to be an interesting kind of meta aspect to it. I don't know how maybe I'm reaching, but um, it's, uh, I found that to be kind of meta because he says like, they're meant to be solos, but this is like the only episode where there's like two actors, um, playing off of each other, um, in the conventional sense. And so, uh, so yeah, so I just thought that was vaguely interesting. Um, so, um, Otto arrives and he speaks to Stuart and he's asking him his name. He says, Hey, are you Stuart? So-and-so, so-and-so. And he says, yes. And then he starts asking if he's Clark Kent or if he's Mickey Mantle or Mickey Mouse or whatever. Um, and Stuart is just says the exact same line. He says, yes, yes. So, it's just demonstrating that Stuart is not there. He's not, he's not present, um, in his, in his mind. And Otto looks at Stuart's arm and sees like a bunch of, um, like, uh, scarring from presumably we'll, we'll find out later is from, uh, hacking in and getting, getting people's memories and everything. So, um, I thought that was pretty interesting. And, um, so, uh, Otto starts uh, presumably uploading memories to Stuart, um, and it's really I think what he what he's really doing is he is reconstructing or regenerating uh, Stuart's memory faculties. And 
Otto says, uh, he tells him that it'll be uncomfortable. And then he says, and rightfully so. And man, like that is a very interesting hook. I was very intrigued as to what their connection is in the story. Um, so this episode kind of hooked me pretty early on and made me very interested to see uh, where it would lead. And so almost immediately from from when the uh, the reconstruction or regeneration starts, Stuart becomes much more lucid and... He starts naming green things as the upload progresses, and I just really like how animated he becomes. Like, Morgan Freeman does this thing where he is, he's really, seems to be enjoying this this role, and he really kind of just becomes more animated and more um, alive, for lack of a better better word. And I just really like that. So, Otto asks where they are, and he says they're on a beach, and he starts speaking in more and more detail, and he even gets up and starts dancing, and he does, <laughs> so it's silly, he's like, he's like, watch me whip, watch me nae and I was like, oh, okay, that's funny, and so he even starts singing, and just again, Morgan Freeman is just delightful, he's a national treasure, and I love him dearly, and I think that he does a fantastic job in this episode, from going from the beginning where he is, he's, you know, this more animated person to into the more deeper and, and heavy and, and emotional stuff that's to come. He's just, he's, I mean, he's Morgan Freeman. He's fantastic. So as, after he does his uh, Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nene stuff and starts singing, he gets serious and he says that he knows and that he even knows that he knows. Like he knows things now he's back to he's like he's regaining his um mental faculties but he says he doesn't know Otto, and so Otto goes in and says that he i think he says he's from like the national health service and everything and uh he's just there for the memory re uh, regeneration um thing and stewart asks if it's free and he's like yeah it's just universal and um <laughs> Uh, Stewart then says, as it should be, like in terms of being free. And then he goes into this monologue where he talk, where he describes Alzheimer's and dementia as being covered. I think he says that it's like being covered in amber and, and just completely clouded over and foggy, um, and not being able to scream as much as you want to. And it's just dark and, and really lonely. And again, like the, the words, the descriptors, the, the dialogue here is, absolutely fantastic and again it's like that is my nightmare like for real it is it is incredibly my nightmare and it's just it's horrifying to me so he uh he has this burst of energy where he talks about how um when you're in that fog and you're in that 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 canyon of dementia like you just want to yell i exist i exist but you can't but you don't exist in the land of dementia and i thought that's really um poignant and, and sad and horrifying. And so he tells Otto, he says, you lifted the fog. I'm alive, my son, and you're to blame, which I thought that was just, again, really on point, really great um, dialogue. And I like the recursion and the the um, the way that he refers to him as my son all the time. Because obviously we learn, as we come to learn here soon, um, Stuart has been stealing people's memories and he has the memories of Otto's mother. And so to have him refer to him as my son throughout the episode infrequently is just really, it, it really kind of hammers home some, some of the thematic elements of this episode that I'll get into as I progress through this, uh, review. 
So Otto checks his display and says that phase one of it is uh, complete. And this is kind of marking the end of the first quote-unquote act of the episode, if you will. And phase two begins, and it has this undertone of of um, tension and... I don't want to say deceit, but it has this undertone of like, okay, we're going to get serious because it is recovery of personal memories. And just the way, the intensity that Dan Stevens gives to his performance when he tells Stuart, when he's like, hang on tight, it just, it really makes me, it made me just so curious about what their connection was going to turn out to be. And spoiler alert for the rest of the review, I was not disappointed. I thought that was really interesting. And it's just like when it when it kind of reveals itself here in this next line, I was just I was kind of floored by it, to be honest. So as he's doing the recovery of the the um, the memories, he asks what Stuart remembers. And the first thing that Stuart says is my wife's farts in the night code red. And like, I had to stop and I was like, wait, so wait, is he Tom? Like, like what? Like, it didn't make any sense to me because obviously that is a reference to Tom with Anthony Mackie, where he talks about his wife's farts and everything. And, um, and I just wondered, like, I had a few different theories, like rapid fire going through my mind while I, while I had it paused because, um, I wondered first, is Stuart actually Tom and how would that work? What is that about? What, what's the deal with that? That wasn't the case. And then, um, then I was like, or is Otto uploading Tom's memories into, into just a random Alzheimer's patient for some nefarious purpose? Like, I wondered if maybe Otto was actually an old business partner of Tom's or something, which I'm so glad it didn't go, go that route because that would have been just so bland and, and uninspiring. And then the third one was like, well, is Dan Stevens supposed to be Tom's son? Um, and I thought maybe, but his son's name was Wilder, not Otto. So I don't think that that was the case. Fortunately, it wasn't. And then as I pressed play on it, the next line that uh, Morgan Freeman said was that he remembers floating in my best friend Nia's pool, which is obviously a reference to Sasha's episode. And then my my theory kind of exp- uh, expanded a little bit and thought, so Dan Stevens is uploading the memories of all the other characters in the show. Um, and I didn't really understand that, but it's obviously cleared up here, um, here in a few scenes. But um, the other references that he makes is uh, Stuart saying that he remembers watching 13 going on 30, which is a reference to the Leia episode. And then he says, uh, or seeing Ming Jong at the supermarket, which is obviously a reference to Peg. And, uh, and then he says... He remembers going down the blue slide and into my mother's arms, which uh, catches Otto's attention. And he gets very, he gets almost desperate because um, he asks what the mother looked like. And Stuart doesn't remember. And it didn't register with me as a reference or anything because it wasn't. Which I'll get to here in a bit. Um, so uh, Otto asks if Stuart remembers him. And. Uh, I think that that's supposed to be like him, like asking if he remembers him as a child, but it's not clear to Stuart. So he says, we just met. And then Otto asks if uh, Stuart was ever actually diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And 
then this is where kind of the other shoe drops and we get more information about what is going on. Because Otto then goes into a spiel where he says that Stuart isn't an Alzheimer's patient. He's a memory addict. And after years of stealing memories, he has now suffered for it and is kind of displaying these, um, these, these dementia, um, uh, symptoms and everything, um, as a result of, of his memory addiction. And, like the, and the, that memory addiction idea explained the marks on Stuart's arms earlier. And it also, it also, um, reminded me a lot of the, um, kind of retired dreamer community opium den scene from inception. So I just kind of clocked that as a reference that I made. And, uh, and so then we get even more like the way that this whole, whole episode unfurls is really satisfying because Otto then says, well, I know who you are and I know what you did. And he goes on to say that he uh, has spent the last 11 years searching for the monster who took the memories of his mother. And he talks about how this monster started hacking into company servers and then eventually graduated to actually assaulting people and forcing the memories out of them. And he describes the pain of being a little boy in the hospital, being stripped of the memories of the mother he had just lost. And Jesus Christ, that, like... That is just so tragic. And Dan Stevens is a phenomenal actor, so he does a really good job there. And, like, it, it, this is where it just, like, clicked together. Because, um, like, that's why uh, Otto wanted to know what the mother looked like in the memory of the slide. He was desperate. And c- to kind of follow the comparisons that I've made throughout the season to Black Mirror, which is kind of the premier contemporary science fiction anthology show, this episode feels a, a a lot like the episode Black Museum. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure, I don't want to compare and contrast them, or I don't want to compare the quality of them because they're very different shows. But just to kind of clock it here, it is an interesting kind of correlation that it does, it does remi- remind me a little bit of Black Museum. So overall, this episode so far at this point is very compelling. And uh, Otto explains that he can't remember his mother and that she's just pixelated in his mind and buffering. He, she's a dark, dark fog, which I feel like is really good, uh, really good dialogue. It's a good callback or, or reference to um, the way that Stuart described living under the fog of, of dementia and, and uh, Alzheimer's and everything. Just really good dialogue. And then he says, like, this was a freaking heartbreaking line. He says, I can't even miss her. And like, that just, that just tore me apart. And so he, his kind of whole spiel, Otto's, Otto's whole kind of thing is that he just wants the memory of his mother. And he tells him, he tells Stuart, I'm not going to tell the authorities or anything. I just want the memory of my mother. And Stuart is skeptical and asks how he knows that Otto is going to hold up his end of the deal. And so Otto kind of gets frustrated and starts to leave. And Stuart brings him back by telling him that his mother had blue eyes. And I really like kind of kind of to 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 break away from the review just a little bit. I really like how in overall terms and broad terms, I really like how this this episode recontextualizes the opening narrations of each episode. And uh, and I, I kind of wondered that when I saw Leia for the first time. Because I wonder, like, what is what is it about this episode that makes it special to have Morgan Freeman do voiceover narration for each episode? And this episode delivers on that because he is a memory thief. And uh, 
it's really it's really interesting to see it recontextualize each episode because when you go back and watch the episodes and you hear those opening narrations, those little fragments of thoughts and everything, it's from the perspective of a person who has stolen these memories from people and and kind of wreaked kind of havoc um, uh, across like the world, I guess, or the country um, to kind of keep um, to in a selfish attempt to escape his own pain and everything. I don't know. I just really like this element of the show. And I think it's a solid way to bring everything together. And at this point in the episode, I was really hoping that it stuck the landing. And I think for the most part it did, which I'll talk about as I progress. Um, so, um, so Stuart then goes into his own monologue, talking about his mother or talking about Otto's mother. And Otto is just really wrapped up in it. And Dan Stevens does a pretty good job of showcasing like the showcasing Otto as being like just a completely transfixed human, like transfixed person, like listening to, to Stuart's every words, hanging on his every word and everything. And I found that to be pretty compelling because there's a certain level of humanity at play here. There's a certain level of just a human aspect to it, of Stuart sharing the memory with Otto, as opposed to Otto just extracting it from Stuart. So it's just this really interesting uh, dynamic that's present of this human being sharing the emotional memory of, 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 of like something in, in their shared lives sort of. Um, but the idea of, uh, the idea of a person sharing a memory with another person who is then taking that, that kind of emotional sympathy and empathy on, um, through that memory is just, it's, it's such a, I don't know. It's just a very beautiful, um, human aspect to the story. Um, just sharing the memories. It's, it's really, it's really great. So Otto asks why Stuart took memories and everything. And then Stuart goes into, again, Morgan Freeman out of this world. He is insanely good. So he goes into this monologue about how he once had a child and he had a, he had a little boy and that during the stay, which was the quarantine from the episode Sasha, um, he started to think of, of the child as a nuisance. And he was just was constantly distracting Stuart from screens and shows and everything. And I have in my notes, hey, Stuart is an obsessive viewer. Cool. Um, so uh, Stuart would then find excuses not to be in the child's life, not to, not to be around him, to avoid him and everything during the stay. And then he got sick and he died. And the way that Stuart describes it saying that he ailed and glitched and begged for breath just holy crap like like just um knowing that this came out or this was made during the global pandemic and everything and having this having this line of dialogue is just something that's so much more subtle and, and good for the overall product than than almost the entirety of Sasha in terms of its subtext with the with the pandemic and everything so I'm I'm just at this point, I'm just, I'm all on board with this, despite the fact that, and uh, spoiler for the rest of the episode, there's not a single Roadcaster Pro or uh, podcast equipment in this episode. So just, you know, that, that was a, that was a little bit of a bummer there. And I'm so glad I can stop making that joke because this is the end of it. And I'm sorry. So, um, anyway, after Stewart's son died, hell of a transition. Um, so after Stewart's uh, son died, um, he says that the light went out on his life and he had just nothing left. He would wander, wander around and he just wished that he'd seen his boy for what he was, which was the whole world, which man, like 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's that, that was just heartbreaking. And he says that he couldn't bear the memories. So he spiraled and tumbled and that led to him stealing memories. It was a means to divert and escape from his pain, which I find that to be a really compelling human aspect to the story because it's setting up him as this character who did these horrible things and stole these horrible, like stole life experiences from people without their consent or without their knowledge or anything. And it's just, it's so horrifying and, um, and terrible, but there's this just compelling human aspect to the reason why, like he lost his son and he needed to, he was, he was escaping his pain. So I don't know. And then he says, and this is just so, Oh, this is heartbreaking. And I love the way that it, it plays out throughout the, the, at the end of the episode, but he says, that he needed to feel the love of a child he needed to feel the love a child has for their parent so that he can pretend that's what his boy felt for him and my god like that is just so so visceral and uh just really really heartbreaking um so yeah so he talks about how um as the dementia took hold and again like this is a twofer like this is this is a one two punch he says that as the dementia took hold, he realized the harsh truth that the kind of the fog of dementia that he was experiencing must have been what his fe- what his son felt toward him. And whew, my God, I mean, this is just bleak, heavy, emotional stuff. And it's it's a hell of a way to for the second for the for the final episode to unfold. It's just it's a really it's really strong. This is this episode is really strong and compelling. So. Um, he then kind of wraps up the segment and says, I've committed the same crime twice to you and to him robbing a child of his parent. And that's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's really heartbreaking and it kind of plays into similar to like the peg episode and, and some of the other ones that I'm blanking on now, cause it's almost 2am. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, but he, uh, um, Wow, I just completely lost my train of thought. Um, but it is uh, oh similar to similar to the Peg episode. Um, it is exploring a character's not only his grief but his his regret and his life regrets. Um, and it, it's just it's really compelling and 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 wonderful. That's kind of a recurring theme throughout the throughout the season, like with Leia. Um, the regret of you know not not being there for her mother or not being able to protect her mother or save her mother and everything just like uh, regret is is kind of a of um a big through line throughout all of these episodes and i just really appreciate for the way that this kind of brings it home in a, in a really profound way and so otto asks stewart to know about his last day with his mother and the description oh my god it is it is heartbreaking and it is, is it's tragic and beautiful and just, it's, it's incredible. Um, really, really stellar writing an incredible performance. And at this point I wondered, and I'm kind of glad that it didn't come to this, but I was wondering if it was going to reveal that the mother, that, that his mother is actually Leia Anne Hathaway. Um, I don't think that that happened, but (laughs) I think that it, it could have fit, but um, I'm fine. Like it, it, I'm actually pretty okay with it not connecting that way. And so as, as Stuart is telling him, uh, telling Otto about Otto's last day with his mother, 
it's this again this this sharing of the memories is just excellent and it brings home the kind of human human aspect to the to the story and the series overall really because each episode has been a character either playing off of an ai or a robot or or a a um well, ai or robot or future self or past self or anything but this is the first this is the first and only episode where it's two human beings talking to one another and interacting with one another and the way that it the way that it just convalesces into this shared human experience just resonates in such a massive way like we have these two characters who are sharing memories like uh Stuart is telling Otto about Otto's last day with his mother and it is this shared memory thing that is told through speech through human speech instead of like the science fiction thing of switching switching memories out and everything like that it is purely just human communication and it is wonderful and in this scene in particular the way that this um builds off of that that first scene where um he's describing where Stewart's describing Otto's mother uh, this scene builds off of that by having Otto complete the thoughts of the memories as Stuart is telling them to him because he's been given the memories earlier um, because he's he's been giving those memories earlier through dialogue and everything. And now he is he's like picking up what what Stuart's putting down. He's connecting the dots. He's finishing his sandwiches. And um, it just I feel like it's just really effective and powerful writing because it is about this human connection that is is just it resonates so much both from uh from the standpoint of being a show that comes out after or at the tail end hopefully dear god of a global pandemic that put um the sensible people in quarantine and disrupted our lives and then uh you know put the morons who wanted to avoid any kind of responsibility um at risk for super spreaders and extending the pandemic much longer than needed to be um and so it's just it's like from that aspect and then just the idea of having solo characters in each episode and then bringing it home this human connection between these two human characters is just really beautiful and 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 uh, amazing so then Stuart recites Otto's mother's last words to him and it's a long kind of um thing I didn't type up all of it but he says um he says that she told him that it's okay if you forget me because you're made up of me and like just again the dialogue is absolutely stunning and perfect and he kind of ends that that part by saying that a memory isn't simply a thing you have it's a promise it's a vow to one you love remembering is a search and you found her again son you would be or she would be so proud and I just, I love, 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 love the dialogue. And then Stuart actually apologizes for what he's done and everything. And so Otto stands up and says, okay, it's time. And uh, he explains that he is going to have, that he has to take, he has to take them with him. He needs to take the memories with him. He's going to take all of the memories from, from Stuart because Stuart, hurt a lot of people and stole a lot of memories and uh, it's not fair. And I kind of thought as much as I love the uh, human aspect of the two characters interacting and sharing memories with each other, I did find it to be kind of cold, an interesting cold character turn for Otto. And I kind of wondered if it was going to be like a, a, a bait and switch of Otto being kind of a more cruel person and not being able to uh, give away his, um, his pain or, or let go of his pain. 
Um, but I'm glad that it didn't go that route. But I was kind of one, I kind of thought it was kind of cold to make Stuart recite the memories and live in the memories before taking them away from him entirely. <laughs> um, but also it kind of as, uh, all in, all in, you know, it's, it's justified. So Otto explains that the reason why he's still going to take the memories is that Stuart has hurt a lot of people and he is, he's going to, Otto is going to um, keep up his end of the bargain and say, like, not saying anything to the authorities, but he cannot in good conscience have Stuart keep those memories. And so Stuart asks if he can keep just one memory. And Otto asks which one. Stuart, though, doesn't know which one. And here's where the music swells up a little bit. It has that kind of the the solos theme music that's that's through all of the episodes. Just beautiful, beautiful music. And so... Um, Otto then, and this is such a heart, heart-wrenching and touching moment, but Otto asks Stuart to show him what his mother's hug felt like. And so they embrace, and it is slightly sappy. It's a little, it's a little, um, it's a little, uh, oh, there's a word I'm looking for, but it is 2 a.m. So, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's a little saccharine, I think. Um, but it's a little sappy, but it's beautiful nonetheless. And it again plays into the human connection themes of the series overall. Like this is about human connection, humanity, what we, what we can accomplish when we talk to one another and when we like let go of, of our hangups and everything. It's about human connection, human community through this solo experience through all of these characters. I think that that wraps up the show really wonderfully and beautifully. And I think that it, it, the kind of overall theme, like some of the episodes haven't really hit that hard with me. Some have hit very hard with me, but overall I really like this show. So anyway, um, as they're embracing, um, Otto says that he imagines that this is what Stuart's boy must have thought that his father's hug felt like. And then Otto suggests that he, that Stuart keeps that memory. Um, and I mean, holy crap, that, that just hit home. That, that was really, really beautiful. Um, a really great, beautiful end to the show. And, and, and that's the end of the show. (laughs) That's it. Um, I just really thought that it was a really strong way to end the series and the way that the show, like this episode kind of is the summation of all the themes of human connections and interactions and, and humanity as presented throughout these seven episodes or six episodes. And then this one, is just a really strong way to bring it all home and bring it together. And that's my review of Stuart. Um, I'm left with a thought. I wonder if this is going to be a one and done limited series or if David Weil will have more stories to tell. Um, I would imagine this is purely conjecture because I have no idea. I have, I have no insight into anything in general, but, um, I, I would imagine that David Weil has, obviously he has a very good working relationship with Amazon prime with having hunters and everything. Um, he's, he's clearly like, I mean, he has a good working relationship with, with, um, Amazon prime. I could see him having a kind of relation, the sim, the same kind of relationship that Charlie Brooker has with Netflix, where he can kind of come in and he's, can be like, okay, well, you know, I would imagine it being like a standing invitation. Like, you know, I would like to do another show, another series of episodes of science fiction anthology shows, uh, of this science fiction anthology show. So, and then maybe Amazon Prime would be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, that Matt Hurt guy in Indianapolis really, uh, 
really um, jeopardized his day job by recording reviews of it at 2 a.m. Um, so that he can hit a <laughs> he can hit a goal to have uh, have Patreon people listen to it day one. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm getting a little loopy. But for the record, I think that it would be really cool to see this show uh, come back for season two. Um, I don't know how it could play out. I don't know. I would. I. I don't know. It would have to be something different. Um, but I would be very interested to see this show continue on because you can really never go wrong with too much. There's no. Oh my God. There's no. Uh, there's no such thing as too much science fiction anthology shows. As the fact, as is as is the fact, because this is what uh, bonus episode fifty eight um, of my anthology science fiction um, review podcast. So, anyway, that's it. Let me got, let me know what you guys thought of solos overall. What you thought of Stuart and what you thought of these bonus episodes and everything. Um, yeah, I had a blast doing this, even though I was a little under the gun. And I, I'm just I'm really happy that I can um, that I can do this and that it didn't really disrupt the uh, flow of the main feed that much. Um, but I'm just I'm really happy to be able to do this and everything. And I'm excited for you guys to to see the show and let me know what you thought. So without further ado, I'm going to go to bed because I have to work in the morning and I have to also edit these episodes and post them by uh, a very arbitrary um, time for me to do that for me to for me to hit the hit the thing for uh hit the goal for that i am loopy all right i have the outro music playing in my ears i don't know when it's gonna end so (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next time and now here's a short clip from our patreon exclusive rss feed to hear the full clip and more exclusive patreon content go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of one dollar per month thank you and enjoy assume like like imagine that there is a let's kind of simplify it imagine that there is a uh a race of intelligent beings in the in the universe say humanity discovers its alien counterpart across the gal like in the andromeda galaxy okay and basically they are an intelligent species who have developed society like us and and media and everything they have created you know they they have they have they are on the same s- scale in terms of intellect and advancement and everything as we are what and and say that like say that you had the choice of seeing one piece of media from their culture what would you choose like like let's let's kind of simplify what genre like you can have one television series from from that society what genre of TV show would you choose mm. to get a good understanding of what their society is like? Hmm. Hmm. I'd have to go with like a comedy sitcom. Nice. To understand what their society is like. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's usually a pretty good slice of what's relevant at the time, I guess. Like friends and, mm-hmm. and I met your mother and all that. Yeah, um, wings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think I'd actually be mostly interested in, without that caveat of like to understand their culture. Oh yeah. I would say what I'd be most interested in is like a sci-fi series. Oh nice. Because like they're kind of <laughs> depicting us. That oh that is a great. That'd be answer. hilarious. Like what their expectations would be of us, basically. Shit. That'd be funny as hell. I like that a lot. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna steal that. That's mine now. <laughs> 
Anthology is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to anthologypod.com slash archive. You can also like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash anthologypod and follow the show on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at anthologypod.com donate or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. Official Anthology merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more can be found in the Obsessive Viewer's Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at anthologypod.com donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com. For information about the Obsessive Viewer's annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com live. For more podcast content, you can find our flagship movie and TV review and discussion show, The Obsessive Viewer Podcast, at obsessiveviewer.com, and on Twitter, at obsessiveviewer. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and co-host Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, over at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at TheSecularPerspective.com. Bumper music for this podcast comes courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at Facebook.com slash As Good As It Gets Band. You can also find As Good As It Gets music on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! Yeah.